<laughs> Welcome to On the Couch Podcast, where you will be on the couch with a few sisters in therapy. I am Mercedes, a licensed marriage and family therapist. What's up, y'all? I'm Takesha. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I'm Brittany. I am a licensed professional counselor intern. So the purpose of this podcast is to talk about all things life with a special emphasis on mental health. This podcast is not meant to serve as a substitute for therapy, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content, no copay. Now, now let's get on the couch. Hey guys, today on the couch, we will be talking about International Women's Day. So I am surrounded by my sisters in therapy, as you know, and I am so grateful to be sharing this space with these beautiful women. Um, So International Women's Day is a global day celebrating the social, economic, cultural, and political achievements of women. The day also marks a call to action for accelerating women's equality. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out how this day is just not inclusive to women, um, but it's also inclusive to everyone including men you know this is a way for men to you know have a discussion about ways they could force gender equity in this world um ways they can accelerate women's rights and Mm -hmm. things like that because most men know women or have sisters mothers daughters friends all types Mm -hmm. of things so let's get this ball rolling happy international women's day but by the time you listen to this session it will not be international women's day but it is women's history month so Still worth celebrating. Still worth celebrating. Without further ado, let's go. Let's go. So what we start with, guys. So maybe we can start with what does Women's Day mean for us? Okay. Right? So who wants to go first? Women's Day basically, you know, is celebrating women and the achievements and everything they have contributed to American history or history Mm -hmm. all around the world. Um... But most importantly to me, Women's History Month is where I think about... It's right after Black History Month. And so sometimes in Black History Month, black women get lost in the contributions Mm, they made to black history. So Women's History Month is definitely important to me because I get to... I I do these things 365 days a year, but you get Mm -hmm. to make special emphasis on women like Ella Baker, Harriet Tubman... um, Rosa Parks, you know, Sojourner Truth, and mm-hmm. um, Nina Simone is somebody who I think she would talk about yeah. a lot in regards to what she has contributed to the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Um, so those women kind of get lost in transition when it gets to translation, I think. I mean, when, it, when we talk yeah. about civil rights. Yeah. I agree. Um, Asada Shakur, right. who is still alive. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the sad part about it, about mm-hmm. black women getting... Like you said, we get lost in the transition of women's rights in general. Right. I think it's unfortunate because we play just the same role as far as how our rights have progressed over years. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but when I think about Women's Day, it really empowers me to continue to just go get it. You know? It's yeah. like a constant mm-hmm. reminder of, oh, okay, this is a day that I can be celebrated as well. It is. That's you know? what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And I like this new wave of sisterhood that's kind of has made its presence known on social media in the last like three or four years mm-hmm. um, from celebrities to everyday women. Just this new wave of sisterhood because it's kind of hard to like be empowering, uplifting towards each other when society is kind of like right. pit us against each other. Right. Oh, yeah. Always comparing one another. Who has this? Who has that? Who, who does this better? better? Yeah. These mm-hmm. are things that are really just mostly geared toward women comparing us against one another right so this new wave i think you're exactly right that we're coming together and we're like um no there is there is no comparison there is no judgment between the two we can both be great equally great right. dope as hell but still be these things in our different ways and that's right. okay sure. we ain't gotta be exactly the same exactly 
it just makes me wonder how come we can't just let it just go easily you know like mm-hmm. why why do we have to compare all of the time like when did that begin i don't know you know in the beginning i mean i guess because men don't really compare you never see somebody comparing mostly men look men with the same outfit on sometimes they do it but it's very rare that yeah. a man will they like who who wore it better yeah amongst the men i've seen some of it but i get what you're saying yeah we are our qualities and that is where our value comes from Mm. not inherently because you're a woman and you independently have all of these different Mm. skills and talents Mm -hmm. those things don't matter it's like how do they pair up against each other yeah okay this one is more valuable than this one Mm. you know versus just saying these are all great women these are all great characteristics and they contribute something differently exactly versus comparing hmm I don't think that's how the world is used to looking at it. We're used to like, hmm, which woman would kind of be better for me here? You know, one of the yeah. places and categories mm-hmm. um, yeah. and numbers and ranks. Yeah, definitely. Definitely ranks. Women, um, you know, when it comes to body image or, oh, you know, yeah. that's something, you know, that has been around for a long time. Comparing women based off their physical features. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's crazy because it's like, why aren't women entitled to like their bodies the way they are brought up? Like why, Lizzo, for example, why are we having a problem with her loving who she is for who she is? Mm-hmm. I don't get that. And it's like, shame on you for loving yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't or understand. you're so brave yeah. for loving yourself. But it's like, is that really bravery to love myself? Or I'm just loving myself because <laughs> it feels good. Right. Like everything else through time, people are nervous about what type of power mm. women could hold if we all stopped comparing on those levels and if we mm-hmm. all came together and we all appreciated one another and uplifted one another. Like, that mm-hmm. could be very dangerous <laughs> for the I people. Yes, it around. could be because sisterhood is actually the power of sisterhood is very much so explosive. And if mm-hmm. you kind of take one woman who is like, no, I'm gonna speak up. And then a woman who's kind of in her shell will feed off their energy. And so the next woman going to feed off their energy. And so then you have all these women who are like uniting and know like the world is getting pretty scared of that. Ooh, right. And they can all speak their own mind and they all have opinions right. and they're all resilient yeah. and they ain't backing down. Oh shit. Right. <laughs> but right. I think that also speaks to what togetherness looks like across the board. Right. How powerful that will be no matter the race, no matter the gender. Right. But like you said, it's a powerful thing when that could possibly happen. But we're too busy comparing each other. Even right. within the genders, we're comparing ourselves mm-hmm. to right. each other. But so one thing for sure, um, so listening to people like Gabrielle Union and like, I think it might have been Jada Pinkett or it might have been Jasmine Guy. But they were talking, Neil Long, it was Neil Long. And she was talking about how in the 90s, when they were all fighting for these roles, there was no black women in Hollywood get together. There was like, Mm -hmm. I'm against you. We are not friends. I got to get this role. But if you look at those women, they have really forged a new sisterhood. And Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. They're not... like Taraji P. Henson said, when Viola Davis win, I win. Right. And so I just think that's beautiful that they're able to be at that place. Right. And it probably speaks differently because they've each made it in their own individual ways. I wonder what it would look like if all of them, all of them didn't become successful, you know, because then they would still have some attitude towards that person. Maybe not. Maybe not. I feel like some of them are more successful than the other one in their own individual ways. Um, They don't all win the awards. Taraji and Viola could be nominated for the same award and I've heard Taraji 
be say that she's yeah. proud of Viola, even though Viola got the award over her. Right. So I think that they're still able to celebrate each other. So for example, me and Takesha, you know, we were trying to pass our licensure exams. I did not pass. Mm-hmm. She passed. Mm-hmm. I was still able to celebrate her. I'm able to be happy for my right. sister, even though I haven't reached that level yet. Right. right. So more of a mentality versus what the success could look like. Yeah. And just sense. that. Okay. When one of us win, we all win. Gotcha. I agree. Basically, I agree. this is how I see it. I agree. So, um, I think you kind of hit on an important point when we were talking about body image. And that just makes me think about that old idea of what's it like to be ladylike. Because I used to hear mm-hmm. that a lot growing up. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so unladylike. I used to listen to music, you know. Oh, yeah. Turn your heel gotti on, you cussing. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so unladylike. Or you have to wear a dress when you were younger. Not as much anymore. Now, right. we, now right. it's more open to kind right. of wear But that's kind of like our experience. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so the ladylike thing, when especially in, in regards to the in regards to the music. So, like, you know, Megan Thee Stallion, you know, she's mm-hmm. coming out. And mm-hmm. I heard her say, you know, she grew up listening to UGK and a lot of male rappers. And she's like, man, a woman need to say that. I'm yeah. going to say that. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of right. men, I feel like, don't really want to listen to Megan and Cardi B because of the stuff they're saying. Even though Foxy and Lil' Kim were saying these things as right. well. They were. In the 90s. Somebody right. just said, why does Hot Girl Summer trigger so many men? <laughs> <laughs> you got to ask Because they've been having a hot boy summer for their entire lives. And, like, <laughs> and she's like, but what does that mean for us? It doesn't mean like we're going to go out and like do all this reckless stuff. It just means we're about to embrace ourselves. We're about right. to have a good time. Right. You know, we're about to have this... Feminine energy just glowing all around. Like, we about to have a good summer. We're having a good summer, yeah. So, feminine energy. And that word, people don't like feminist. No, they don't. Um, Feminist is an F word that people just kind of, I think it gets misconstrued. I've had a couple conversations with a few guys. And it was like, what does feminist even mean? And don't call yourself a feminist. Like, I'm like, no, but that's what it is. It was a curse word. Right. If you look at the definition of feminist, I am that. But men can be feminists too. Men are feminists. Right. Jay-Z is a feminist. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, Barack Obama is a feminist. Mm -hmm. Um, Kobe Bryant was a feminist, if Mm -hmm. you think about it. And so, I think just understanding what feminism is. And, you know, at one point they were saying feminism wasn't for black women. Mm. That's not necessarily true. It's not. But some people have reasons for that because... Throughout time, feminism has not always been what right. it is today. Yeah. Right. I was recently reading a book and it just talked about the various uh, stages of feminism and how it has evolved across time. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in the day, feminists used to be this really huge radical idea of... Honestly, back then they were on some women. Uh, women are where it's at. Men ain't shit. Let them go. However, it has has transformed and at one time it was really just kind of focused on white women Mm -hmm. and then it was just focused on women in general and now we're at a point where feminism is like so inclusive. It is including all marginalized groups Mm -hmm. and well-being and health and care and embracing of all groups. It's speaking up, you know, for those groups who are in vulnerable positions right. that's speaking up for black men that's speaking up for um, immigration laws yep. that's speaking up for education rights mm-hmm. that's speaking up for like a whole lot of mm-hmm. different things and Everything. i think right and so feminism is not saying i don't like men i hate men that's not what feminism nope. is right and it's not threatening it no. doesn't threaten your masculinity it's pro-woman it's and that's right. not anti-man it's right thank you. <laughs> thank you it's pro well-being pro-care of 
humans in general. Mm -hmm. It is a I give a damn about people model, way of living, way of thinking. Yeah, but it's also about gender equity. And so if you think about the salary and the wages of women who are having Mm -hmm. to work twice as hard Mm -hmm. to only get... Not even as close to a white man's salary. Oh, yeah, right? they're working. What was it? The pay gap was a woman had to work a year and another eight, nine months. And that's in the next year, just that's two. better than it was. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, yeah, so gender equity is very important. I know a lot of men get confused and they don't, and they just get confused. And so, we're not saying that we hate men. We're not saying that we are men. When we say gender equity, we're not saying we want to be able to do what you do. (laughs) You know, we want to be able to get paid for doing what we do. Right. Right. And that's the thing. Like, we ain't asking for the exact same pay. We're saying pay us what we're worth. If a man was in this position doing what I do, they would be getting paid more for it. Right. And we cannot negate the reality of the situation. You're getting right. paid more specifically because of your gender. Right. Or you're because getting you paid more specifically mm-hmm. right. because you're white or whatever. Right. You know, so we can't negate that that's not a problem. And you can't negate the fact that I'm not going to sit around and not talk about it. Right. I am not a well-behaved <laughs> Which woman. Which pisses people off. Yeah. Right. How oh. dare you speak up for yourself? Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Voice. So, women are not problematic because they speak up about these issues. So, we were talking about womanhood and International Women's Day and what it means to us. Mm-hmm. I am very thankful for the women who chose to speak up. Right. Mm-hmm. All those years ago when it definitely was frowned upon. It's mm-hmm. more acceptable now for us to be speaking up and taking up these spaces. But back then it was, you mm-hmm. could lose your life. Yes. Definitely. And yes. I'm very grateful for people like Harriet Tubman mm-hmm. and Ella Baker and, you know, um, just a whole lot of women. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite. Who? What is her name? What is this woman's name? I can't Did you just post her the other day? I don't know. I think it might be Daisy Bates. Um, Probably. She's from Little Rock, Arkansas. That's where it all started with the mm-hmm. whole integrating the schools. She's a woman who I feel like get left out of black history or even civil rights movement when it comes to like integrating things Mm -hmm. um we just leave a lot of women out of these conversations and they deserve to be a part of the conversation because they are the trailblazers who helped dr martin luther king who helped malcolm x who were alongside so in speaking of malcolm x malcolm x was a feminist Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he definitely was (laughs) malcolm x was definitely a feminist probably one of my favorite feminists um but yeah we just got to make sure that we're doing our part when it comes to letting women be women and right taking up the space that they deserve to take up. Right. And I think it's men, challenge yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to accelerate mm-hmm. the rights of women and gender equity? Mm-hmm. We are not anything to be owned or, yes. you know, oh, desire yeah. us, you know, as you see fit, but not to a way where it's making us uncomfortable. Us. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Women do like to be desired. Right. But not to a way where it's uncomfortable. Right. Or also, insulting. Your, yeah, because I'm not your property. Because... I have a voice and that's one of the things that's like super, super important for me as far as my own individual values okay. is that when I speak to someone, I need you to hear me. I need you to value mm-hmm. my thoughts and my opinions. You don't have to agree with them. You can mm-hmm. choose to disagree with them and that is fine, but don't shut me down as soon as I open my right. mouth 
you're going to hear my voice. Right. right. Yep. If you don't hear me, we're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've worked too hard to find my voice mm-hmm. for it to not be heard. No, I feel you. I remember experiencing something like that. I was interning in my master's program, and this older guy was also an intern at the private practice. And he was asking me, like, what was I trying to do without my throughout my career? And I told him I was pretty assertive and confident in what I was saying. And he started questioning me, like, do you think you're going to be able to do that? Do you think you're too young to be doing all of that? I was like, do you think you're too old to be? Like, <laughs> why right. do you feel the need See, to even question uh, what you asked me? Exactly. In some situations like that, like, men maybe would not get and it was, those same questions or not yeah. be questioned in that way. And I was reading some articles that said that specifically, and they said that, Growing up, women were responsible for asking those type. You know, mm. we had to answer those type of questions. We really had to prove ourselves. Versus a man, if he kind of said those things, it was like, oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. what you're gonna do. Versus we had to have like reasons behind it and right. facts yeah. behind it and a why we plan. plan on doing yeah. this and how we exactly. plan on getting it done. And those things aren't questioned for the opposite sex. Yeah, I think a fun fact about you know the strength of a woman and the. I guess the denial of men in regards to the strength of a woman is Harriet Tubman when she was freeing, you know, all the slaves and they didn't think it was a woman. They didn't even think it was a black person. They thought it was a white man going blackface mm-hmm. that was leading these slaves to freedom. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty, like, you're in denial at this mm-hmm. point. It like, happens. That's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, I've been reading a new book and it really goes even further back into time and how even before writing began and it was talking about all of the goddesses and different deities that we used to study and how they contributed to history mm-hmm. back in time and they were saying that they have even gone back and changed some of the history books and some of the things that they have celebrated men for mm. and said that these were gods and these deities were male they were actually they went back and done all wow. these archaeological digs and found that, no, all of these goddesses and deities are actually women. These women wow. were celebrated for these things. Wow. I'm not, I mean, I just started the book, but I was like, hmm. <laughs> That's I'm not surprised, but it's very it's interesting. very interesting. <laughs> but, but, you know, they had that, you know, I feel like, I don't know for sure, but that's a possibility. Anybody could have went back and mm-hmm. chose to mm-hmm. change these genders to create this new world of how we're viewing mm-hmm. genders in this hierarchy mm-hmm. that we have in today's society. Ooh, if that ain't a conspiracy. I know. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I'm again, I ain't saying theory, it's true. Right? I, don't think, <laughs> I ain't saying it's true. I don't think as a woman who I think I'm very assertive and I definitely speak up a lot and I'm very much so like grateful and like mm-hmm. happy to be a woman, but I've never like tried to speak up as a woman and be assertive as a way to like emasculate a man. Right. That's not what feminism is. That's no. not what we're that's not our aim here. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like make a man not be a man. Right. That's not my goal. Yeah. I love strong black men. I love strong men in general, but to me being a strong black man is also respecting women and what we bring Definitely. to the table. Absolutely. Respect all Absolutely. the way around. And right. that's the thing about it. We can all be strong, but we have to have respect. On we have sides. to hear each yes. other. We have to be able to acknowledge each other right when we start acting like human beings are lesser at any level right because of any reason right there's a problem that's definitely and it's also a problem if you take a person speaking up for themselves as a threat to your existence you you've translated it in a way that's threatening to you my presence i didn't come here to threaten you exactly you assume that i did so therefore you don't think i deserve that Mm -hmm. no i think women i don't think that's any woman's 
aim. No. To come into a room and make you feel less of a man or to threaten you or intimidate you. But it's also not my job to even reaffirm you. This is true. It's not my job to do that for you. Now, I get it, but at the same time, it's not my responsibility to make you feel secure in your existence. This is true. Don't put that responsibility on me. Because I, I like can't handle it. But that, that is the responsibility of women mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Well. It is. I yeah. mean, we have to like, oh, we got to the point where now I can speak up for myself and I can say these things, but I also have to reassure you and let you know, hey, I'm also not trying to be offensive. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take anything from that. you and reassure. Not that it's right or okay, but yeah. some men you have to, at the point that we're at, to get your voice heard and understood, yeah, I you get that. also have to kind of give that other piece of it as well. Yeah. I guess having a balance, mm-hmm. um, but also because it's new for them too. Yeah, which I was gonna say, and for them to recognize, you know, this is a person that's also trying to be recognized and respected in their field or in their position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a very interesting okay. <laughs> conversation. So I'm sure that all of our first like, um, I guess, ideology of women and what we're supposed to do started mm-hmm. with our own mothers. Yes. I'm glad we segued into that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was definitely, I was, my mom um, was a teen mom who had me when she was 16. Mm-hmm. So it was me and her. And so I definitely strength and work ethic is something that I learned from her. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely like, I mean, some people look at this as a negative and which is why they may say that, you know, being raised by a single mom is somehow li- limited to like you being able to like allow another person to come mm. in and take care of you because of this independence. Gotcha. Um, so I definitely was raised to take care of myself and mm-hmm. to not depend on a man. But I don't believe my mom taught me that so that I would not appreciate a man who was trying to offer me that. Mm. I don't think that was their intention either. I think again, the same as you said, kind of in the last podcast of they did the best they can with the knowledge that they had. Right. Yeah. And from mm-hmm. what they had known for their life is that sometimes men are not there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you going to prepare and how are you going to survive despite this? Mm-hmm. Right. And preparing for that. Not to say, oh, all men ain't shit. You ain't never going to have nobody. Don't ever want anybody. I don't think that was the case. I think the case was, how are you going to live anyways? Right, right. How could you make it work if that was a possibility? Right. Mm-hmm. Which I get. And at that time, I mean, everybody's in survival mode, so they're kind of doing whatever they can to... Well, yeah, I mean, I just... I'm grateful for my mom and what she's taught me about work ethic. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of my, a lot of my accomplishments are like because my mama instilled work ethic and the importance of going after things and um, just kind of doing the work to be accomplished in certain areas. It started with like education, making yeah. sure I know how to write my name, making sure I knew my address as a kid. Like she just always made sure that I knew who I was where I was supposed to be going and stuff like that. So she just kind of did her part in regards to that. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Just to make sure that, look out for yourself, basically, in this world. And I ain't going to lie that it is kind of hard. I guess that would be hard when it comes to dating, allowing somebody to take care of you because you're like, I'm used to taking care of myself and I don't, you're not going to take care of me like I take care of me. So I guess that's hard. So open it up to that. That is hard. Let's get into that more on the day. Okay. On the dating (laughs) session. But that's definitely true because I, has cost a few barriers but anyway <laughs> yeah um, but so my mom really I feel like she instilled in me the idea of feminism before either of us even knew what feminism was okay because she has always taught me from a very young age that 
you treat people golden rules you treat people how you want to be treated Mm -hmm. i don't care what these people look like i don't care what clothes they have on Mm -hmm. i don't care what position they hold you treat everyone with dignity and respect because these are all human people um and that has been like the groundwork for me in my life the career i chose how Mm -hmm. i treat people Mm -hmm. um kind of my moral compass of how i navigate through the world and to me that's huge and she always got it man you know when you yeah. wonder like how you gonna get it how you gonna make things work right. how you gonna organize these things like yeah. my mom always made it work and she was a single mom too and it was four kids right and she was very young mm-hmm. um had them all before her 20s mm-hmm. four kids so a team with four kids but she made that shit right. work yeah. i look back at that like oh my gosh i yeah. quit i wouldn't even want to do that shit now right yeah, but that kind of like that kind of like <laughs> shapes your your like your your worldview. your, your worldview of women. So I do yeah. believe that women are magical and have like superpowers. Definitely, I my do. Mom was definitely a superwoman. She raised all. I never. We were poor. We didn't have no money. When I tell you, I didn't know I was poor. Mm. <laughs> That's, a That's a superpower. That is a super. I never thought I went without. I had a bike. Mm. Always had clothes. Yeah, what you need? Were they fresh new name brand clothes? Now I'm looking at these pictures with these ruffled socks, <laughs> these right. little matching jumpsuits. No, but you know what? They were always clean. Mm-hmm. They always were well put together. My mom always did my hair mm-hmm. every single night, even though it cost her to have cysts on her wrist. She still sat down and did me and my sister's hair every single night with all these 20,000 damn barrettes in my hair (laughs) and little clips at the end. She did that shit. We still played sports. Mm -hmm. All of us were in sports at the same time. She would go from the football field to my brother's games down to the lower gym to the volleyball games. And I don't know. She just made this shit work. She was never not there. Right. She was present. And so what I got from that is women make a way. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Okay. Every time. I, I definitely learned more about my mom through outside of her mother role, but more so in the womanhood role. Mm-hmm. But I, I learned that as I got older. Of course. Um, because I started thinking about like, damn, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. How did you, mm-hmm. when did you break down? Did you feel like you were in this alone? Because when you're, when you're, when I'm thinking about, and this could be my field, but when I'm thinking about it from a child's standpoint, you don't. Think about how your parent is doing with parenting. You just think no. about, right. I want my apple juice right now because <laughs> right. I asked for it. Right. <laughs> you know? right, right. And so I began talking to her more about like, how did you navigate through this life? Right. By yourself, basically. Mm-hmm. And you still did what you had to do. You didn't change your clothes until me and Jordan had something to eat before you had to take care of yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. What made you different? Right. Like, what made you want to do that? You didn't have to. Right. And so through that, like, my mom has always taught me, like, there's no limit to what you can do. Yes. You know, she's always empowered me to always be expressive. She's always empowered me to do different things. She always told me, always be interesting. And so mm-hmm. what I got from that was read books, go to museums, be cultural. Mm-hmm. That way, when you're sitting at a table, you know what to talk about. Right. You're not or you silent. have something to talk you about. You have something to talk about. I'm not this quiet person at the table. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't get intimidated by being in groups. Because Find I know your voice. Find exactly. your voice. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that from her because she's, y'all met my mom. She's very funny. She's very expressive. Goofy. Right. She's she empowered through human interaction. Mm-hmm. And so I got that from her. I like your mom. Yeah. She cool people. I was reflecting, and then we can segue into a different topic, but I was reflecting over um, my childhood and how I was 
at the time I want what I want now. And so one of my things with my mom is she was always sleeping. And I used to be so mad at her. Like, no, I want to yeah. go to the park. Yeah. And so now as I'm older, I know why she was sleeping because she was working double shifts and yeah. she was tired. Right. And so now I'm like, dang, I should just let my mama sleep in peace. Yeah. But she didn't know. No, I'm just saying now I'm able to appreciate uh, her more as an adult. Oh, definitely. I appreciate her more as an adult. I appreciate the existence of women in general, especially yes. moms, because just looking back over some of the things they sacrifice um, in regards to being a mom, yeah. they have to go to work and also be... T- they 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 take up multiple roles because yes. that has changed over time they as take well. Because yes. in the past, women were caregivers, mm-hmm. and you're in the home. Mm-hmm. And I just read a study again that said that times have changed and we have evolved, and now women are also expected to take care of things outside of the home and yes. have these jobs and bring home this money. Mm-hmm. But we're not adjusting to the expectations that we have of them in the home. And speaking yeah. of adjusting, and then we can probably try to close this session. But the FMLA. <laughs> Policy Girl. in America is trash. Okay, so, so when people ask me about WNBA policy, was right, trash. trash. And so when people um, ask me about, oh, when you're gonna have some children, when America start valuing <laughs> women period. in our salaries in regards to taking off to have a baby, yes, yeah. I mean, we can't barely right. get four weeks off, six weeks Listen. without pay. You Girl, mean to tell me I weeks. got I get for a month to adjust to a brand new human being that I just gave birth to a whole to? human being. So now, and then you still gonna be even though you get this time off, you ain't adjusting to your body. You still adjusting to the baby. You ain't even taking care of yourself. This okay. is two human beings that need to be cared for. So the moral of this, <laughs> so, so basically, this little rent is saying yes, we have come a long way, yes. but we still got a long way to go when it comes to this gender mm-hmm. equity. FMLA policy has got to be reformed in this yes. country. Yeah. Um, unless my husband gonna be super rich and I ain't got to work, we're gonna have to do something about this FMLA policy. Yes. If you know somebody, they know playing. somebody. <laughs> Tell them holler at me. Holler at you, girl. Holler at me. But so no, um, I just I am very much so blessed to take up the space that I take up with the women that take up the space with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Speaking it. of that, I was like, shout out to the women who was also there for my mom when she was yes. right as a young woman. Yes. Because when she talked about who came through for her and helped her out yes. to help us. It was other women in the community, other women yes, that she worked with, other women neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. that's again women supporting women. Women like, tribe, man. Yeah, man, keep doing that shit. So it. everybody that's out there, if you got a girl gang, uplift each other, empower each other. Um, let's just keep that going. And guys too, y'all can uplift and empower us as well. Mm-hmm. It's all welcome. It's all love. Um, so being a woman to me is exhausting but it is a beautiful existence. Okay. And I am here for the journey and. I feel like we're built for it. Absolutely. Um, we're built for it. Mm-hmm. Um, being a woman to me means absolute resilience despite mm. any circumstance. Mm. Okay. I love it. Being a woman, I was exhausting was one of the okay. <laughs> one of the things I was thinking. Definitely. But ex- not only exhausting, but it's fulfilling, it's nurturing, it's intuitive. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I learn more about my body and myself each day. Yes. Yes, yeah. body. Yes. Yeah. Being a woman is beautiful because we get to be those things. We right. get to be strong, but there's so much more to yes. us than yeah. our strength. And not being afraid of being in our emotions. Yeah. Be vulnerable and with, be strong. Right. Yeah. yeah. But we're nurturing. Mm-hmm. I can care about you. I think one thing women don't get credit for is caring about people who hurt them deeply. 
all the time. That's what I said. Trigger. No, that you is another hurt thing a I have. Woman yep. And she will still love you and yeah. nurture you and mold you and still just push you to be your best. And person. still want the best for you, even if she needs to sacrifice herself. You know, put some things to the side yeah, and for sure. take that, some of that hurt for herself. She still can sit. Th- She's Janae just said it in one of her songs. Shout out to Janae album. Okay. <laughs> but she just said, like, you hurt the hell out of me. I feel all this pain. I had all these negative thoughts. But you know what? I still prayed for you. Yeah. That was deep right there. That was very deep. But I think that is. It's a gift and a curse. It is. It is a gift and a curse. You got, and you have to find balance with yeah. it or not. You can definitely easily become imbalanced as yes. far as that's concerned. But it's definitely... A strength, and I think humanity is better for it, yeah. right? Because if we did not have that ability, right? Yeah. And we did just talk a lot about the strength of our mothers and all they sacrifice, but I would like to, you know, just point out that things are a little bit different now, and women should be resting mm. and taking mm-hmm. care of themselves, yeah. um, and you know, trying to hold other people accountable in their lives to help them with the with the load. Absolutely. Um, so even though we are strong, that's not all we are. No. So, my love ain't got to be proven through that. Yeah, strong people need rest, and you are not valued based off of how much bullshit that you endure. So, boundaries, baby, like, set them, hold them, maintain them, um, because you do need your rest. You do give so much. You got to make sure you're giving something to yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we will end this session with to women and everybody else that's listening. Go love yourself. Go love yourself. Go love yourself. Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at on the couch underscore podcast and be sure to subscribe and review our show. Thanks for listening and remember, go love yourself.